Okay, I'm going to start this. And I know I finished the last podcast with a BuzzFeed quiz, but someone said, they sent me a quiz and they said, you need to do this, Christian. This is such a Christian quiz. And it's, are you a pervert? And you answer some questions and it comes back with yes or no. Uh, This is Complete Dribble. My name is Christian Hull. Um, It's a shitty podcast, so don't complain, okay? Don't complain about it because it's shit. And I told you and I warned you. Um, we're going to do this. What, what do I want to talk about as well? Oh, all the things I used to collect as a kid and the hobbies I had as a kid because they were weird. I did some weird stuff that explains a lot of my behaviours as an adult. And then what else do I want to talk about? Um, oh, uh, uh, I got sucked into a fake news story that I thought was real. It was totally fake, but it was on like a real news website. It wasn't like Batuta Advocate or The Onion. Um, it was, I honestly thought it was real and I was like emotional and I cried a bit. I was like, oh my God, that's so lovely and sweet. And then I read the last paragraph and I was like, this article's bullshit. Let's talk about that. Okay. Let's just do the quiz first. It's from Play Buzz. Okay. First up, question one. It says, I see dot, dot, dot. And there's a photo of a mandarin, half a mandarin and the middle, it's, it's split open a little bit and it looks exactly like a vagina. Okay. Here are the options. What do you see? One. A vagina. Two, something juicy. Three, a ripe mandarin. Okay, I see a vagina. Um, okay, I feel, and there's a woman uh, with a watermelon up to her lips. <laughs> I feel, one, oh God, so horny. Two, gagging for watermelon. Three, hungry. Okay, I'm not turned on by this photo. I feel like I'm hungry, but I always feel hungry. Oh my God, it's a penis ice block. Come on. What a wonderful lollipop. No, it's a penis ice block. What a wonderful penis. Or what a wonderful piece of art. No, it's a penis. Okay, a woman holding a banana peeled. Yummy bananas are meant for eating sensuously and provocatively. (laughs) Potassium or dildos. Okay, bananas are for eating sensuously and provocatively, 100%. Okay, now it is a photo. Of a raspberry. And it says, if I squeeze the raspberry, it is, one, wet. Two, a total waste of good fruit. Three, bursting. Ooh. Not wet. I wouldn't say it's a waste of good fruit because you can still eat it. I'm going to say bursting. Oh, my God. This photo is, it's a banana being pushed into like a butternut pumpkin cut in half. It looks like. It's a banana. It looks like it's going into a vagina. Okay. Um, and it says sexy or a bit disturbing. It is very disturbing and disgusting. Oh, oh, right. There's a, a pear. This, next, this is the next one. It's a juicy pear. And the pear looks like a bottom. And I'm just going to put it. It looks like a bottom. It's either the options are a nice piece of fruit or a bottom. Oh, come on. This is insane. I feel, and there's a photo of two melons that clearly have nipples. And they're two melons with like a mentos on them. No, I feel confused. I feel aroused. I feel like I need bigger boobs. I feel confused. Okay, it just looks like teats. This is something that I don't want to know about. Two, really weird. Three, really turning me on. It's it's just looks like teat. It's really weird. Oh, my results. Here we go, here we go, here we go. <gasps> I'd be so surprised if I'm not a pervert. Oh, they're playing an ad. That's a surprise. I can get 74% off the NDN. Oh, 
you're only slightly perverted. Which means that although you tend to hold yourself together, a carrot that looks like a dick is going to get you every time. Yes, it is. And I would say, I'm going to take that to my grave. When someone goes, you're a pervert, I'm going to, no, I'm not. I'm only slightly perverted. Playbars.com said so. I'm literally the most perverted human being. I can't, well, I mean, I can't pee at a urinal, but if I walk into a cubicle in a public bathroom, I look at everyone's dicks that are peeing at the urinal. Like, I'm so perverted. Pervert chat with Christian. Okay, what am I doing? What did I say? I love that I hook all the things I'm going to talk about and I just completely forget. Okay. The news, uh, hobbies or no, well, to go news story. So I was reading this news story and it was about this married couple and it was so lovely. And it was about how this guy, um, they were really down on their luck and they just managed to afford their wedding and they didn't have much money and they couldn't afford a honeymoon. And um, this guy on the wedding day, like a couple of days before, he'd entered himself into a tournament where, you know, he just, he, he was like $150. He entered himself into this tournament and, um, he ended up winning the tournament. Now it was like a gambling tournament, like blackjack or something. And he ended up winning like $10 million and then surprised the wife on the wedding night with $10 million. And there was photos. And I was like, oh my God, that's so amazing and so good for them. And oh, they can start their family. And then the next paragraph was, here's how you can enter the tournament for only an easy $150. I read through this whole article and there was a whole backstory. And it was a bullshit advertorial made to look like news. I was like, wait, you're telling me that this didn't happen? Oh, I was so annoyed. And then that just only goes to show you, Christian, you can't believe anything you hear from anybody ever, including me right now. Is that story real? Is it fake? No, I re- that really happened to me. But I was so devastated. I was like, no, I want that couple to be happy. And it was photos, it was stock photos of a wedding couple and they were making it rain. It was just stock photos. I felt so duped. I was so gutted. How dare they? Anyway, that was my story. Great story. Let's talk about all the crappy things I used to collect. (laughs) <coughs> oh, I've literally recorded like three podcasts in a row, and my I'm just gonna have to hit pause and go get some water. One second, and pause, and I'm back. Whoa, you are like lightning, Christian. Wow, can you imagine if I just kept rolling on that whole thing? It was just like six minutes of silence. Probably better than any of the content I've made all year. Okay, so here's a bunch of hobbies. So I was driving in the car with Mum, and I was like, "Oh, do you remember the things that I used to collect?" And she rattled off almost everything. And I'd forgotten about half of this shit. It caused my mother great pain. I was like a child hoarder because I didn't throw anything out. I was always determined I was going to make it into some artwork. Because my favourite, um, one of my favourite artists is called Simran Gill. And she just collects things and makes it into this incredible art. She just collected uh, glass from the beach and engraved all the glass and just made a spiral, forks. Um, she collected toys from the side of the road and then attached little wheels to them and they were all like like they were traffic. <gasps> the meaning behind it. Isn't that genius? And I loved her. And then she did this series of people who just wore fruit for heads. I think that was her. She did something like that. I think. I'm pretty sure. 
And I adored her. And I was in primary school when I discovered her. And I cultured. Just a little primary school student loving an artist. Um, I forgot about Simran Gill until literally just then. I haven't Googled what she's been up to recently. Anyway, I'm going to do that when I finish. Um, look her up. She's amazing. So good. Oh, my God. I love her so much. One of my favorite artists. Uh, so much so I forgot completely about her for the last 10 years. Wow, Christian, you're so dedicated. Um, and um, because I loved her, she collected shit and so did I. I just collected, if I got like four pen lids, I'd be like, guys, I collect pen lids now. And then I'd just have a bucket of pen lids. I never ever did anything with them. But God, heaven forbid, oh, my mum ever came in to throw them out. <gasps> Tears, drama, how dare she? I'm an artist. Don't touch my art. Um, poor mum. And then we got into this discussion in the car she just vented herself away. Um, so the, the, here are the things that I remember collecting as a kid. Key rings. I had a whole key ring collection. And dad made me this ball. Like it was a big plank of wood and we just put a shit ton of nails in it. And we hung all my key rings up. I had over like 200. And there was, oh, God. I think they're still at home somewhere in my parents' home. They're probably not. My mum, 100% as soon as I moved out, the first thing she did was go, yeah and bin and just like hire a dump thing beep 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 and then just go okay see gentlemen see all of this stuff in this room put it in the bin a bit at all Christian is gone and uh, she just I reckon she threw it all out so key rings stamps because my grandfather um, my dad's father collected stamps and he had some great ones they're still at home I know they're still at home they're sort of valuable um, I love collecting stamps. And we had stamp books and we go through what they're worth. It was like our own little antiques roadshow. Um, that I loved. Um, what else have I got written down? Hold on, my phone's just locked. So I can't remember it. Um, oh, old toys. Oh, yeah. So we had Alison. God rest her merry soul. She lived up on the corner of where I grew up and she was this lovely old lady who had like this old house. She lived on her own and it was this old house from the 60s, never updated any furniture. It was a bit dark. The carpet was like weird green floral pattern. And she just had a lot of old stuff. And she would come out and she'd sit on her front yard and she'd pull out all the weeds. She'd sit in the sun. She was so lovely. And I'd walk home from school. I'd see her and I'd chat with her. And she would go, I've got something for you. And she'd give me these old toys. And they were like incredible old like antique toys, which are still, which are still sitting in my room. That My mum is desperate for me to just either throw them out or keep them. Um, I can't, I can't take any of my stuff. Like I live in Melbourne, I live in Sydney, but not only can I not travel with it, but I've got nowhere to put it. I've collected as an adult, I've got different collections of shit. Oh, oh my God. I walked into Vinnie's, which is a thrift shop, you know, secondhand shit. And it was a whole pile of National Geographic books from 1980 to 1989. I was like buying them, buying them, they want them. And I was like, I'm going to put them on my shelf and I'm going to look cultured. I did. I still got them. I bought them years ago. Like, I've got that shit. I've got, um, uh, oh, when I was in Adelaide. Oh, even when I was in Newcastle. We had, like, old antique shops. So the guy who owned it would be, like, travel around to deceased estates, you know, where people had died and their family were like, oh, we want to get rid of all this shit. And I literally just buy it all and sell it. And so it was, like, these incredible, oh, my God, like, old glass bottles, just old knickknacks and shit and I froth on that I froth on it so I bought like I've got boxes of glass bottles I've got I mean I've got a glass apple 
right? If you've seen any of my videos, you'll know I talk about the apple all the time. It's like the prize possession. 50 cents. It's a glass. It just doesn't do anything. It's just a glass apple. Um, but I love it. I love all that stuff. I've got old um, printing press letters. You know, back in the days where they, you'd ink, you'd line the letters up and you'd ink them and then you'd press the paper down. I got that. Who needs that? Christian Hull obviously does. Um, so much old shit. And so I got the old toys. And then and then uh, in, in the year 2000, the Olympics, Sydney Olympics happened and I was 13 years of age. <coughs> and we had one of dad's friends was a volunteer in the Olympics and he collected pins. And I was like, oh, I want to do that. And time of the Olympics, every sport had a certain pin. Every country had a pin. You swapped them, you collected them. And I was like, like gagging for pins. And I had this pin collection and it's, it is a good pin. Still sitting at home with my old toys, my stamps, and I, probably a couple of key rings. And I've got this, 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 but it comes with like a special pin pouch from the Sydney Olympics. And it's just like a, it's a little bag and you unzip it. And there's just all these little things of fabric in there. You push the pin into and you put the little thing at the back and, oh, I can't wait to go home and look through it all. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, my God. Oh, talking about this, I just want to go and go through. It's really nostalgic. I want to go through it all. Oh. Oh. Okay. This is the, this is the, this was the collection that mum really put her foot down and said, no, it's going in the bin. Just saying how I won the argument, it didn't go in the bin. And they're all still at home in the garage. Old keys. Okay. So I didn't really collect old keys. My dad had a couple of really old keys from London. Like I'm talking fancy keys, like big, like they look like they were for the big bridges or big gates. They're beautiful, like iron keys. And I was like, oh, I want to collect keys too now. I'm going to do that. What a little shunt of a child I was. My poor mother. Dad couldn't care. Dad's like, oh, just, we'll just throw it out when he's old. That's dad's motto. Oh, he'll go soon, Karen. Then we can just bin everything. Oh, that's a good point, John. Yes, okay. I can tolerate it for a few more years. <coughs> Sorry, I'm still sick. Um, so, but the old key obsession happened because we lived next door to a CSIRO building, which was a C. Hey, Siri, what does CSIRO stand for? Commonwealth Scientific and Industrial Research Organization. All right, Siri, stop it. Okay, Commonwealth Scientific and Industrial Research Organization. So the CSIRO near where I grew up did, uh, did a lot of uh, science shit on wool and sheep and stuff. So it was incredible and they had open days and stuff. And then they just, the government just went, oh, wait, science? What is that? Global warming? It's all a lie. Shut it down. And so they shut down the CSIRO and we were left with this big old empty building for years. And they wanted to build um, high-rise apartment and my mum and dad led. They were, they were those really annoying people that were opposed to it. Obviously, we had a beautiful street. We didn't want a stupid, shitty building next door. And so they petitioned and they complained and they whinged. And for like mm, 10 years, stopped anyone from developing it. Good on them. I support that. Um, and so for 10 years, this building sat dormant. And then someone bought it and they knocked it down in the hope that maybe they could put a few buildings up there. Okay, long story short, uh, there, there are some terrace homes there now. Uh, but, 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 okay, this story is getting so out of hand and boring. Blacksland, the famous explorer, yeah, who just like discovered the Blue Mountains. Something like that, they did some Blue Mountain stuff. 
Blacksland lived at the end of my street. So he had this house, right, when it was all farmland. That was his house that he lived in. So it's heritage listed. So there was all this heritage drama and you can't build near the heritage building and blah, 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 blah. So, but before, like, so 10 years and the building was still standing and there was a shitty fence that really didn't keep anyone out there. Uh, and a lot of junkies, I found out, would go in there and shut up. Um, but on one walk home from school, I, um, uh, me and I think it was my brother Nick, we just broke in and we just walked around. And it was a terrifying building. It was big and square and m- lots of levels. And um, we broke in and, and we found old photos, old passports, <gasps> syringes. Love a syringe. We just, you know, went on there and had a look what was in that. Whoops, pricked my finger, off to the doctor. That never happened, I think. We were responsible enough to know that. But then there was this, this cupboard. And this cupboard was just filled with keys and key rings on it with just door four, door seven. But these key rings were like metal dog tag-esque. And the keys were so old and incredible looking and weird. And I went, right, stealing them. Look, they'd been there for 10 years and no one had claimed them. Mum was so, you've stolen property from the government. Mum, they've been sitting in there for 10 years. Half of them are rusted. No, no, you can't. You just didn't want me to have them. No, put them in the bin. What? Well, no. So, all right, I put them in the bin. I put them in a bag and then put them in my room. So I got all these old keys. So I started collecting old keys. I just, any time there was an old key, I've got to have it. Oh, that key's $20. I'm going to buy that old key. Mum's like, you're wasting your money, Christian. For God's sakes, you've already bought 600 stamps, 95 key rings. You've got old toys, some pins from the Olympics, and now you're getting old shitty keys. Oh, I wasn't paying rent when I lived at home. That's why they were annoyed. Okay, anyway, and then to top that all off, I'm losing my voice. (coughs) Are you still with me? Like, how annoying is this podcast? Losing my voice, coughing, and talking about absolutely complete bullshit. Okay, so then I started collecting old tickets. I collect, this is like, I didn't, I didn't go, oh, I'm going to do key rings, then stamps, then toys, then pins, then keys, then tickets. No, I literally did it all at the same time. Hence the stress from my parents. I was a hoarder. I did not throw anything out and I actively sought out shitty objects. So I started collecting old tickets. So every ferry, every train ticket, every... Every conceivable ticket I kept and I put into this bag. Oh my god! But then I was like, "No, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna buy a frame and frame all of the tickets." No, I'm not. I had a bag of old keys, a bag of old tickets, bags of pins, toys. I was just I was a hoarder as a child. And then, right, so I'm in the car and Mum and I are talking about all the things I used to collect. And then she goes, oh, and then you had all these shitty hobbies. I'm like, oh, God. All right, Mum, hold the truth back. She goes, oh, you remember you used to make those badges? I was like, oh, what? Yes, on eBay, I bought a badge press. And um, in America, they call them pins. Also very confusing. You know, like the tiny little badges, they're about the size of a 10-cent coin. And you just, oh, that was so fun. I forgot about that. I bought a badge press. And then I just make badges. Like I could say, vote one Christian Hull. They were tiny, though. They were only small. And and I would make so many with the intention to sell them and make a fortune. I never sold them. 
And then when I worked for a radio station called FBI in Sydney, I brought them in and I made all these badges for the FBI for their supporter drive. And I was like, top shit. They were like, yay, thank you, Christian. You spent $700 on badge equipment and you've given it to us for free. That's the type of human I am. Meanwhile, my mum's like, oh my God, Christian has no money because he buys shit. So not only was I making badges, but then I also had this obsession with making stuff from like galvanised wire from Bunnings, from the hardware store. And I would make people's names. I would make all this shit. I started making jewel. Like I, I would go in these weird phases. I'm going to sell badges. And I'd make all this stuff. Then I'm like, no, I'm going to make wire jewellery. So I'd buy a shit ton of beads from like Spotlight. Um, and then I'd buy all these beads and then I'd make all these earrings. I never sold them. I did the markets once. I sold like two pairs. And like just there's just so much shit. And then when you go home to my parents' house, there is just so much shit and it's all mine. And it's all, and they're going to, like, eventually they're going to move and I'm going to have to, it's going to break my soul to be like, I can't, like, I've got no room for this shit. You're going to have to bin it. It's like binning my childhood. It's like saying, look over there, there's a pile of your childhood. Bin. I can't do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I'm going to, like, literally pay for storage. What a waste of money. Pay for storage. I'm eventually going to bin it. There's, there's going to come a time where I have to put this shit in the bin. I could sell it. No, I just give it away. But see, even giving it away, people are like, I'll take it. Yeah, but that requires so much effort to be listed, organised pickup, postage. No, I'd rather bin it. I'm so lazy. Um, oh, my God, I'm not even finished. I then became a mosaiker because of my aunt, my mum's sister. Um, she does mosaic. She's an incredible mosaic. Mosaiker? Mosaicist. She does mosaic. Like, they're insanely good. I was like, oh, I want to do that. So I bought, oh, my God. And then I spent thousands of dollars on tiles. All I do is I set myself up. So I'm like, I'm going to buy lots of drawers. And then I'm going to buy lots of different colored tiles and all the tools. And then I never do the hobby. I like have this incredible setup, but never do what I intend to do. <coughs> I'm just, I'm a walking disaster. I'm actually a walking disaster. Anyway. How many minutes have we done? Oh, good. Look, we've almost finished the allotted time. Now, I've got written on my podcast notes, message to enablers when you feed someone. Okay, because I, I was trying to eat healthy and people are so lovely. This is just, this is just a bit of a shout out. If somebody is, you know that they're trying to eat healthy, don't give them your like leftover bit of cake or don't give them the option to take some of your cake. Don't give them the option. Don't offer them sugary treats because we want it badly. But we've got enough time convincing ourselves not to eat it and to eat our healthy slop that we've blended or brought from home. And then we've got you coming in. Oh, here's a cookie. Here, I've got you this. I don't want to finish this. No, don't offer it to us. Like, it's a nice gesture. And if we weren't trying to be healthy, I would obviously eat it. But then, but then I go, no, no, thank you. Like, no, take it. I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't think you understand. I don't have much willpower and I can only say no once more. So please don't offer it. And they go, no, seriously, we want you to have it. Like it's some sort of like really kind gesture that they're doing. No, please eat this. You're only four more bites away from diabetes. I'm like, I'm trying so hard to eat healthy. And all you're doing is pouring sugar down my mouth. <sighs> anyway, that's all I have to say. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Okay, and finish podcast. But what I want to do is 
It's going to... Oh, look at all these notes. I have to delete. Online gambling story. Husband wins prize bullshit. That's what I called that bit about the lying to wedding thing earlier on. And then I got this one. Tegan, pervert quiz, damn lol on Facebook. I did that one. Delete that. Blood test Russian lady. I did that one. That was a few podcasts ago. This one, I don't know if I did or do I know what it means. But I've written down on my podcast notes on my phone. This is what I've written. Explaining how you got sick via anal. First of all, I don't do anal. How do I get sick via anal? Oh, did she explain how you get sick via anal? I don't know. I don't, I'm just going to delete that. Uh, Tim texting Jenny, but texting me. Did I say that story? It's a really quick one. It's pretty funny. My brother, right, sometimes accidentally texts me when he's supposed to text his girlfriend. Thank Christ he's never sent photos or said anything explicit, but he says, but I love you, Snooky Wookums. I'm like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing for you, Tim. Like, it's your brother. You've sent this to your brother. And I, like the first time he did it, I thought maybe he was joking. And then I was like, no, he's not joking. He's like, love you, kissy wissies. <laughs> but he's being serious. I'm like, Tim, really? You've got a really weird relationship with your girlfriend that you say kissy wissies. <laughs> Oh, what a dickhead. He's such a dickhead. I love my brother, Tim, and I love his girlfriend, Jenny. Kissy wissies for Jenny Wenny. Oh, God. Anyway, that was the sto- that was that was all the other story. What a- Olivia asks, your most awkward encounters, you story from Facebook, Kath. I took a photo. I don't know what that is. I was swiping right accidentally on Draco. Did that the other day. And then hobbies. Okay, so I can delete everything. I've got nothing more to talk about on the podcast. I've literally just recorded like three back to back, which that one, that one makes sense when this one's uploaded. Cause I'll, oh, I don't know. Why do I say the things that I say? Anyway, anyway, that's it. Bye. Kissy wissies for all my listeny wissenies. Oh, it's so irritating. Oh, someone commented that my Trish voice is really annoying. And now I find my Trish voice and my regular voice so irritating. So irritating. I can't listen to myself. We all know that's a lie. I go back home and I laugh. I listen to these podcasts and go, ha, 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 you're so funny, Christian. Do you want to make out? And then I kiss myself. That's a true story. I really do. I make out with, oh, my Jesus Christ. I did the weirdest thing the other night. This is so weird. I can't believe I'm admitting to this. I was lying in bed. I just couldn't sleep. <laughs> so embarrassing. I love this. I'm so glad I thought of this because I don't mind sharing this shit. So I'm lying there and um, I was just thinking, like, I always think about, like, imagine if. (laughs) (coughs) (coughs) Imagine if Zac Efron fell in love with me. Oh, my God. Am I 12? Right. And then. Oh, okay. I always lead up, like I lead into this story being like, I'm going to share, I'm going to share. And then right before I say what I'm going to say, I go, ooh, do I want to admit to this? But I'm going to do it. You know, you know I'm going to do it. I've got no shame. So I'm lying there, right, and I was like, I had like the pillow and the blanket and I had my hands just near my mouth. So like, just like sort of resting on them. <laughs> oh, my God, this is, this is so sad. This is one of the saddest things I've ever admitted to. And I've admitted to hooking up in a park. Like, that's also pretty sad. I find that such a turn on, though. I'll still do it. 
Um, anyway, um, like hooking up in a park. I'm trying to lessen the blow of what I'm about to say. I'm just making it worse for myself. And then I was like, oh. <laughs> wouldn't it be amazing? Oh my God. I've got to word this without making me sound like a massive homosexual. Wouldn't it be great if he just gave me a little kiss goodnight on the hand? Right? And then what I did was <laughs> I kissed myself on the hand pretending to be him. Who does that? Who does that? I literally just went, and then went, oh, that feels nice. And then literally went, oh, my God, what am I doing? Yeah, that's been a bit more tongue. All right. And then and then I lowered my hand to my pants and was like, put the kiss on my penis. I didn't do that. Okay, I, I promise I didn't do that. I promise I didn't do that. I just kissed my hand once and was like, oh, it's okay, everyone just kiss my hand. And then that's, and that's the end of the show. I feel like I need to say something really smart to dig myself out of the hole that I created. Uh, no, I got nothing.